Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bye, Harry. Take you, Megan. Yeah, well, I guess, and also thank you for asking, because not many people have asked if I'm okay. I'm not very good at being a performing monkey. So what I say to you now, as your queen and as a grandmother, I say from my heart. Hi there, you're listening to Royals, the only podcast that goes behind the walls of Buckingham Palace. My name's Zoe Burrell, and I'm a writer about all things royal at New Idea magazine. And I'm Angela Mollard, and I'm a journalist, author, and royal expert. On the show today, we're going to be chatting all about the greatest scandal that rocked the royals. We are, and the princess who lost her title due to fraud. And how Prince Charles demanded Diana lose her royal title. Juicy, isn't it? I know, exciting (laughs) stuff today. Who'd want one? (laughs) Like, who'd want a royal title if you're only going to lose it? I know, isn't it? And to start off with, King Edward VIII, he renounced his title in what was a huge scandal at the time, wasn't it? Huge scandal, Zoe, back in the 1920s. He was kind of known as the rogue royal. He was notorious for having affairs. With uh, with married women, and when he became king following his father's death, he was having an affair with the American uh, divorcee Wallace Simpson, and she'd had second divorce. And Edward, of course, intended to marry her. There was huge opposition from royal advisers, and this was really problematic. And the reason why it was problematic is because. As king, Edward was also the head of the Church of England, and at that stage, it was impossible for him to marry a divorced woman. Of course, that's now changed. Harry's married a divorcee. Beatrice is about to marry and become a stepmother because her her husband-to-be has already had a child with another woman. There's a lot more uh, flexibility now, but back then there wasn't. And what happened was that on December the 11th, 1936, Edward had to address the nation and say that he was abdicating. Uh, He left for Europe. He became the Duke of Windsor, a very lowly title compared to being called King Edward and, you know, sort of not necessarily lived to regret it, but it was a sadness that went through his life ever since he took love rather than the crown. I know. It must have been such a hard decision for him as well. Really, really hard decision. And of course, it meant that King George VI became the king. And that obviously led to the uh, to, to our current Queen Elizabeth. You know, she would never have been the the uh, the queen had he stayed in power or stayed on, on the throne. So interesting how these turn of events can actually affect generations to come. Yes, but I'm quite glad we have the queen. I think she's wonderful. I know. You know, Having a woman there for such a long time, kind of like Victoria, you know, how you have these really solid, you know, Elizabeth I, Queen Victoria, Elizabeth II, they're they're real characters in history, aren't they? And I wonder in the future, Zoe, we've had multiple films about Victoria, we've had multiple films about Elizabeth I, I wonder if a century from now, they won't be making films, it'll be some little microchip that you just, (laughs) you know, switch in on your brain to watch a a historical movie, a dramatisation of our current Queen's life. And I love, I, you know, I wonder what that will look like. I wonder how history will judge and portray our queen. Be really, wish I was alive to see it, but very unlikely. Although, mm. actually, 
There's every chance that <laughs> in the next 50 years there will be something, isn't there? Like sure, after her death there will be so many <laughs> retrospectives. And then there, of course, you know, we know she's been played by Helen Mirren in the movie The Queen, a brilliant, brilliant portrayal. So actually, of course, they were. I'm not that old. Right, let's move on. <laughs> well, Prince Philip, he actually had a couple of titles before he married the Queen, didn't he? He did, I know. He comes across as, as the royal that, that's beleaguered with titles. Obviously, he is Prince Philip and he's also the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, and, you know, his Royal Highness, obviously. But yes, he was a prince of both Greece and Denmark. And before his marriage to Elizabeth in 1947, he ha- he made the decision to renounce both those titles. But he wasn't titleless for long because uh, 10 years later, he was he was given the title by the Queen uh, and has ha- ever since been known as, as the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, a very iconic character, that man. <laughs> Isn't he just? Hmm. I'm not sure that he would have wanted the prince of both Greece and Denmark when you could uh, have the position that he's had over there. In fact, he's been far more influential behind the scenes uh, as the Queen's wingman than I think any of us will ever appreciate. I think so too. I completely agree with you on that one. Mm. And of course, sticking with the British royal family, we know that after her divorce Diana lost her title, didn't she? It was. And, and this was really interesting in England at the time because we were reporting, I was there during those years after the divorce, and there was a lot of speculation as what is she going to be called. And and the HRH title is is inherently um it is it is the descriptor for the monarchy. So to for her to use that meant that she was a member of the of of the the royal family. Interestingly, the Queen was in favor of her remaining royal and keeping that title, but it was in fact Charles who stepped in and insisted that she give it up. And that's this has come via Paul Burrell, obviously Diana's former butler. There's no reason to suggest that that isn't truthful. So uh, what happened after their divorce is that uh, she lost the HRH, the official title, and was it was adjusted to Diana, comma, Princess of Wales. So she retained the Princess of Wales but lost the HRH, which is actually, you know, the important bit. So anyway... Charles, one of the times that he actually got his way over his mother. So interesting. I think it didn't really matter what she was called. She was so iconic and emblematic of a new style of 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 being royal that you could have just called her Diana for the for her life. And as we've seen subsequently, you mentioned the name Diana. She only needs that, yes. that one <laughs> moniker and it describes everything that she was. So so interestingly, it actually doesn't matter about the title. You and are, I mean, you she are was the you're... people's princess she after was. all, wasn't and she? And that was so... interesting. The title was devised by Alistair Campbell, uh, who was working for Tony Blair at the time. He was a former uh, journalist and he was Tony Blair's uh, media person. And he and, and Blair were sitting with the Queen during the uh, when the when Diana died. And obviously, as we know, the royal family completely stuffed up the optics on that. They were very remote. They didn't come down from Balmoral. And it's actually Alistair Campbell. And if you read his uh, biography, he talks about coming up with that title, The People's Princess. You know, As we know in media, we work in a business of putting headlines and catchphrases to everything. And it was <laughs> his catchphrase that has, has subsequently stuck. Yes, it certainly did. Still to this day. Indeed. Of course, though, it's not just the British royals who have lost titles. Princess Martha Louise of Norway has actually agreed to drop her royal title, hasn't she? She has. 
Tell me, Zoe, I want to know how royal you are because I had never heard of Princess Martha Louise. Had you? <laughs> no. Oh, good. I had it. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, until I saw this story. Never heard pop of up. this one. I know. I was doing the research and found this one and I thought, oh, I've never heard of her. Anyway, let's tell you about her. She's not a very conventional princess. Obviously, she's from Norway. Uh, she is dating an American spiritual healer called Shaman Durek. Um, he has a very normal other name, but you know, for the purposes of this, he's a shaman, and he had. She has recently agreed to stop using that title because the pair set off on a speaking tour, which was previously called the Princess and the Shaman, and the uh, royal family in Norway took umbrage to this and said that she couldn't use the princess title. So, yeah, a bit of a rap on the hand there from the powers that be. No, no. <laughs> I know. So you've got to be, you've just got to swan around and go in nice cars and drink tea and not do anything spiritual in new age. That's all oh, Megan. She's bringing a bit of that in, isn't she? So perhaps mm. I'll loosen. The organic baby food for oh. little Archie, I've heard today <laughs> yes. as well. I know he's on solids now, <laughs> yes. isn't he? Good ones. I know. I know. I doubt that she'll be, he'd be having tinned pumpkin woody. It'd be <laughs> growing fresh organically in the Frogmore Cottage Garden and. Probably, um, probably mashed by fingertips, uh, you know, glove fingertips. Is <laughs> nothing as prosaic as a, a potato masher in uh, Frogmore Cottage. Anyway, moving along, who else are we talking about? Oh, Princess Christina of Spain. She lost her title too. Yes, the Spanish royals have had a few sort of controversies, yeah, haven't they? Have. Well, uh, because of royal, a little bit like the English uh, royal family, the British royal family, the Spanish are trying to slim it down and you know not have it cost so much and not so much tax, taxpayers' money uh, spent on it. So Princess Christina and her husband, a man whose name, I'm sorry if I mispronounce this, but it's Enaki Erdangaran, they were indicted for tax fraud. Uh, Christina's brother, the King of Spain, was left with no choice but to strip her of her title. And while she was fined, her husband actually ended up in prison. Oh, wow. So the king uh, has distanced himself from the couple. Obviously, it's very damaging to the monarchy's image too. Well, I suppose no different from Andrew at Prince Andrew. Is it? <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, you just don't need these rogue siblings in the royal family, do you? And that's obviously the case in Spain. Anyway, I know. Gosh, getting up to lots of trouble, aren't they? They are <laughs> good though, because it makes it interesting. It'd be very boring if they did just sit around and drink tea and wear nice clothes. And exactly. Shake hands. <laughs> Now, I know we mentioned little Archie before, but um, sometimes the royals choose not to give their kids royal titles, yeah. just like Meghan and Harry. That's right. And that's, that was deliberate. You know, he hasn't got a title at all. And that's because Harry being a long way off the list of succession to the throne, he wants him to be a private citizen. Pretty much like Zara Phillips and Peter Phillips, who Harry had witnessed had, you know, have had one of the best upbringings in the royal family because they have their privacy, yet they get a lot of the the pomp and splendour that comes with being a royal family. Look, it's not the only place. Britain's not the only place where where there's a choice, particularly when you're far away from the throne, to either have a title or not. In Sweden, Princess Madeleine has she's still got her title, but her three children are no longer known as uh, royal highnesses. They released a, a statement saying that uh, King. Carl Gustav has reduced the number of his family members who will receive uh, taxpayer funds and that five of the king's grandchildren have been stripped of their status, including Madeline's three and her brother Carl Phillip's two sons. So, look, I think it's a smart move. You know, when people are questioning whether the public purse can afford to pay for the monarchy, I think the likes of, say, Princess Beatrice and Eugenie fine for them to have a title. And, you know, Andrew was very, uh, their father, Prince Andrew, very much wanted them to have a title. But, 
you know, they have to work. They have to actually earn the, the, their keep. They can't, we can't just have this sort of dozens and dozens of royals who, who effectively go and shake hands and open public spaces. And, you know, we don't, there's a limited number that should be on the public payroll. And Prince Charles is very much in favour of slimming that down. Obviously, they've lost one recently with uh, Andrew stepping away from his royal duties, though, of course, he still has his title. Mm. Yes. Very controversial for them, it hasn't it been? It has been. And uh, speaking of controversy, there's been some strife over titles in Romania, hasn't there? That's right. The former Prince of Romania, Nicholas Medforth Mills, he was removed from the line of succession back in 2015 after he fathered a child with uh, a woman called Nicoletta Surjan, and it's a claim he denies. So he says that uh, Nicoletta, the mum, says that uh, royal lawyers pressured her into having a termination. Uh, Nicholas blocked her on social media. However, in last uh, this year, Nicholas, who's since married, took a paternity test, which proved that he was the father. Uh, and um, anyway, he's uh, he's been in the bad books, and uh, he he's no longer. Uh, I'm not sure if he still has his title, but certainly he is no longer in the line of succession. So, yeah, you've got to be well behaved if you want to keep these uh, these titles. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> you could find yourself stripped of them. So, a warning there. Anyway, isn't it nice to learn a few more about a few more royals that on the periphery? I mean, how many of them are they juggling around Europe? There must be. Well, no wonder they've got all these palaces that we, you know, we focus on the British, <laughs> but you know, there's through the whole of Europe. There's there's these tiny principalities that have all sorts of people uh, knocking about that uh, that the public have to pay for, mm. and apparently still getting up to mischief. <laughs> Indeed, I know. <laughs> Having a title does not mean that you behave properly, does it? In fact, quite the <laughs> no, opposite. <it> <laughs> I think if half of them went out and got a job, it would help things, wouldn't it? It'd probably be a bit more sensible. <laughs> I think so too. And fingers crossed, we don't hear about any more losing their title in the coming days. <laughs> I'm sure, we will, Zoe. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Ange. Thanks. And thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And of course, don't forget to pick up a copy of New Idea Royals Monthly on sale now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 